0: We often don't realize that we are the key to our own happiness, and that happiness starts with healing and transformation. Whether you need healing, guidance, clarity, understanding, or just some honest sister talk to feel connected, heard, and supported, you are welcome and safe here. So join the conversation and be healed. Welcome to Soul Healing Conversations with your host, Roz Kincaid. Hey, hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Soul Healing Conversations. I'm your host, Roz Kincaid. I'm a certified spiritual life coach, transformational empowerment coach, and intuitive healer. Y'all know I'm still playing around with these titles, so I'll figure it out. Just go with me, okay? And in this episode, we are going to be talking with my special guest, Marla Self, and I'm very excited about this, but listen, before I introduce her i just want to give you a reminder that the next soul expansion soundboard live stream with my co-host julian and hill is coming up this friday november 18th so y'all be sure to check us out live you get to ask us questions make comments you can engage with us all that good stuff and if you can't join us live then be sure to subscribe to my youtube channel as well as my facebook page because there is where you'll be able to get the replays of our show Also, I have space available in my empowerment private coaching program. Listen, this program is for you if you are ready to go deeper or gain a deeper level of self-awareness, because that's important. Um, If you want a sustainable process to maintain inner peace, you want to show up confidently in who you are. You want to express yourself without feeling guilt, shameful or feeling any kind of self-doubt. Or if you've been feeling the nudge to work with me one on one, listen, I'm all here for it. This is where we get to go under the surface. We get to go and we uproot and we heal any and everything that's in your way of all the great things that you want out of life, like peace, balance, satisfaction, pleasure. And I'm not just talking about sex, but pleasure, joy, and whatever else it is that you want. So this is where we take an honest look. We take an honest inventory of what might be out of alignment and what's getting your attention and what wants to be dealt with and get the wisdom from that and learn the tools to set things in order so that you can make aligned decisions that allow you to experience all that goodness that you want. So I have a few different types of commitment levels, so be sure to check those out or message me if you have questions. All of the links are in the show description for you, so I look forward to working with you. Okay, y'all, so let's get into this topic. Today, we're gonna be talking actually about intuitive healing. It's a thing. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. it is. Yes. And today my guest is Marilis Self. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Marilis is an entrepreneur and a military spouse. She runs a multifaceted business. Her work as an energy worker in the healing arts focuses on mind, body, and spirit, wellness. She's also a certified yoga teacher, As well, she provides virtual assistant services, which we kind of just talked about off camera, (laughs) for women-owned businesses, providing content creation. She does ghostwriting. She works on your podcast. She will get that straight for you. (laughs) And she also does social media management. So welcome to the show, Marilis. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Ross, for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I cannot wait to get into our conversation.
0: Yes, absolutely. I've been wanting to talk with another... Um, intuitive healer mm. for a very long time. That has a similar and we we both have similar um, stories. Actually, um, w- what y'all don't know is that Marilis and I are new. We we are friends, but she feels very familiar to me, like I've known her for a lifetime. And she's just a a, a sweet soul. And she actually, I don't know, as it was as if uh somebody in my network or my tribe was exiting and she was entering and that's how we connected and as one of the people in my network was leaving the area um she said hey I know somebody who's moving to the area soon and she's a she's a light worker she's gonna need you know some support getting set up and getting familiar with the community out here in um northern Virginia and I was like all right well send out and not knowing who she was y'all I didn't, I didn't know who she was. And listen, I um as soon as I connected with with you, Marilis, I just felt like this heart connection. It was like um because I'm a little bit hard edged, if y'all didn't know. <laughs> and 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 it just feels like yin and yang or yin and yang with me and you. And it just feels good. It feels right. It feels like the pillow that I need to lay on. Y'all know I like an analogy, so I really appreciate this this new connection that you and I are forging and I'm super super excited to be talking with you today
1: (laughs) thank you I appreciate that I love that and I agree I love that yin and yang energy that we have it it has been a pleasure and really a gift to me to meet you so thank you for being so welcoming not only to your circle but to this community so I appreciate you
0: anytime sis All right. So let's just dive in real quick and share with us kind of how you got started as an intuitive healer. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give you
1: the condensed background. I grew up Roman Catholic, Latina. I am Latina, right? And So, really placed in a small box of expectations of how you should be, and anything in the spiritual or esoteric realm was really considered kind of taboo. You don't talk about that. You're gonna, you know, all the uh, assumptions that we are given, you know, they're placed on us, and belief systems that we are placed on us about exploring spirituality and your own connection to spirit, to source, in your own way so fast forward you know I really um believed in that used those ideals as I grew up and they still influence a part part of me today as far as my moral compass and the being a good human those are the pieces that I chose to keep mm-hmm. but fast forward to the age of 40 where I had been in a marriage for 19 years to a narcissist like uh abusive in and not physically but emotionally mentally psychologically and kind of struggling because I always felt uh questioned my sexuality and so um that spouse was a service member they deployed I filed for divorce and that was it really and the straw that broke the camel's back was seeing my daughter and just looking at her and you know she was still young and thinking is this the example that I want to set and the strong answer was no so i decided to leave that and then begin not only my journey of healing but my journey of true self-discovery i had worn this mask for so long and now i just really wanted to figure out who the hell i was who am i and what do i stand for and what is my soul mission so i began learning i began really simple i began meditating I began practicing affirmations. So I started listening to the OG, I love her, Louise Hay. And her voice is so soothing and calm. So she was my pillow, let's say that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And she helped me to begin re-scripting thought patterns in my head, to seeing things differently, um, to leaning into optimism. And so that was really the start of my journey. And that I, I credit my intuition to that, you know, whatever my connection is to source to spirit that said, you need something different. It doesn't live in the four walls in the building structure of a church, you need something different that's going to make you feel connected, and empower you to heal and to grow. And that's what led me into Reiki. So I began going to a practitioner and experiencing that healing for myself in the way that space was being held for me, right? And I needed that. And as I began to go through that, I came to understand, because before that, I thought empowerment meant I got out, I'm a badass, I did it, you know, I made it, right? And I thought that was empowerment. But I was really... uh, unknowingly negating all the trauma and all the abuse that I had experienced it and I realized through this Reiki work that healing growth expansion requires you to also look at the shadow and so I did that and had a few dark nights of the soul and then led me to this place where I really felt like This it was so profound for me and equipped me with so many tools to work on myself that I needed to pay that forward and do this work as well. And so I went through all the training. Um, and then I wanted a body component that paired with the energy. So I did my yoga teacher certification and that's led me to where I am now.
0: Oh, girl, I got so many questions. And thank you for sharing (laughs) all of that. You, your, your background as far as like being a part of the church is very similar to mine mm-hmm. so I'm curious if, if if before the divorce before all of that was there any you know w- what event if any was there that kind of triggered you to start to question all of that religious foundation that you had been taught as a child and it mm-hmm. kind of just started to come a loose for you was, was, was that even a thing for you So
1: I think that it started coming loose about 10 years into the marriage. So I would say in my 30s, I just started feeling like and even when Facebook like flashes back and shows me things from even 10 years ago, I'm like, oh, I've been thinking about this for a minute. This is not new thought, this questioning of my connection to source and do I really need an intermediary uh, intermediary to uh, vouch for me with source, right? Whatever we call that, whatever you call that God, whatever that feels like for you. Um, can I have that connection on my own and truly trust and have faith in that connection and feel supported and held? And so I, stopped really going to mass so going Mm -hmm. to church and just focus on nurturing that connection myself and then I think in those last years being in that marriage just like I think when we're going through difficult moments we say why me and if you've been raised in a church environment I think it's always like God why me why are you putting me through these trials If you love me, if you support me, and we begin to question, right? So the absolute break where I just kind of felt I need to surrender. I had Mm -hmm. post first year of marriage, I was in a messy, you know, relationship, which I think is typical for that first thing after divorce. Um and we went to an event in a church, okay, and this was a Baptist church. I grew up Catholic. So it was an Easter service and they were doing a, I don't even have the right verbiage for it. All I know is that it was the youth troupe and they were uh, dancing. So kind of like a dance to demonstrate the lyrics of the song, right? Oh, like a liturgical dance. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, listen, and if you've heard this song, you're going to get the goosebumps and feel me right away. So the song was Take Me to the King Mm -hmm. by Kamala Mann. Mm -hmm. I just started listening to those lyrics and I'm sitting in this church watching them move, but really I'm hearing it. And I said, yeah, that's it. I have, you know, and she says in these lyrics, you know, lay me at the throne, leave me here alone. Like this is just me. I'm just going to show up to you, God source. Right. And just, do what you need to do with me right but do something it's kind of the the essence of the song and I wept in that church I wept and that was the moment that I knew it doesn't matter where you are you are supported you are held and now it's the time to rebuild
0: Mm. (laughs) I felt that and and you've told me this before and I'm still like "Mm." Mm-hmm. I know what that moment is like. I know what that moment being in that energy is like, where it's like, I, I don't, I, I can't do anything else. And, and I'm not saying that you have to be in church to have a moment like this, mm-hmm. but there are, you know, when you, when you are connected and committed to transformation, to growth, plugged in all of that, there are going to be moments where you're not going to have a choice really, but to surrender because things are going to feel really strained and constricted and and contrasted. And it's like, fuck, fine, do it, take it. I can't handle it. And so for some people, it's going to be in an angry outburst. For some people, it's going to be an emotional release. And. For those of you who are interested in in that song, Tamela, man, take me to the king. I'm going to drop that also in the um, in the show description so that you can reference that, because if anybody knows anything about gospel music, the energy that comes through gospel music is healing in itself. I don't I don't care if you never went to church. Yes. You know, you put on a gospel song, let alone Tamil man. Mm-hmm. You, 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 sh- you are going to feel moved.
1: You got that right. And you know, that just brought a little uh, memory into my head because you're so right. So, and I'm connecting the dots as we speak. So I love when this happens. When I, uh, right after high school, went to college, um, again, still Catholic. I had some girlfriends who were in a choir and they said, you know, we joined this choir and it's so fun. You should join. You like to sing generally. Like I'm no singer here. I'm no, you know what I'm saying? But I like to sing. So I go and it's a gospel choir. Right. And I'm like, all right, let's do this. I'm going to try it. And I got to tell you, I never felt more connected to source than when I was singing gospel music. So you hit that nail on the head. That might have been the beginning of me saying, is this the only way to connect with source? And. So I've always been connected through music, you know, through lyrics that really hit the heart mm-hmm. and gospel music, of course, it hits the heart. But the truth is, if I had heard that song anywhere else, on the radio, at the grocery store, it probably wouldn't have impacted me as much as being in a place where my I, I have to focus on what is happening in front of me out of reverence and respect. Mm-hmm. And I think that I was led there on purpose, like, stop, listen. And and I listened.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, man. Oh. I just, I just love it. Y'all, somebody need to put on some gospel music right now. Cause mm-hmm. if you want to, and music in general, um, has a way of shifting and breaking up the energy as well if it's stagnant. So yes. if you, wanna, you want to some something impactful, gospel music, mm-hmm. but here's the other thing that's coming up that you mentioned, you talked about not needing an intermediary to connect with source. And I find that interesting, and I know this is going to be, you know, a little bit controversial for people who are listening, who are still connected, you know, to the church. Um, but, like, Jesus ain't never done nothing wrong to me, okay? Mm-hmm. Jesus is a friend. <laughs> but I often find myself questioning, it's like, why do I need, questioning me, why do I need to go through this entity to get connected right to source and even as a psychic myself? Why do I need to go talk to somebody when I can just go? I can just tap the source myself. Mm-hmm. And you know what it comes down to? Trust. Yeah, for sure. Trust. For sure. Trust that that I don't know that I'm doing it the right way. I don't know that I'm getting the right information. I don't know that I've I'm, I'm connecting with so, like you'll know. You you will know when you are connected with source. Your your body will tell you. Mm-hmm. Even if your mind is trying to convince you otherwise and keep you, you know, safe, so to speak, mm-hmm. you, you will feel it in your body. And i and I'm sure you know as a yoga instructor, you know what I'm talking about. you You feel the energy move in your body. is is yeah. any anything coming up for you when I talk about that?
1: You absolutely do. You know when you have made that connection and when you feel held. and it it is, Sometimes it takes a while for people to connect to who may not be used to tuning into that knowing because it can bring up, you know, pockets of fear, or maybe you've been traumatized by a church or a religious setting in some way. So the idea of connecting and surrendering and having trust is like, no way. And that's a big part of the work that I do. I would say a third of my clients are uh, recovering from some sort of religious trauma. Wow. So I think that for me, specifically, when you talk about like your connection to Jesus, right? And why do I have to go through any other um, entity? I really struggled with that too, because, you know, when we are in the Catholic church, well, first we need to go to a priest to confess, right? Mm -hmm. I need to go download all my sins, all my bad shit to this man (laughs) who's going to then tell me your bad things. Now go and do this to remedy it, right? Right. Why, why do I need that middle person? And then when I started to explore the idea of saints, you know, and we kind Mm of do these prayers where, where. Fast forward to where I am now, to me, I consider all of that energy, even Jesus, even the saints, even other deities and entities like Ganesh, for example, clearer of Mm -hmm. of obstacles to me, they are my companions. So if I'm going through a really difficult time, I know that I can say, God, I'm talking to you. And so and so, won't you just, you know, bring your energy along on this thought, whatever I'm thinking about, whatever I'm working on. So for example, if I know I'm working through something difficult, I might call on that energy of Ganesh and say, Ganesh, clearer of obstacles. Help me, empower me, like share your energy with me to work through this, right? And that's really different from worshiping other deities. There's no worship involved. It's like me saying, Roz, girl, I'm having a real hard time here. Won't you just, you know, s- share with me some words of encouragement and please positive thoughts on this experience that I am having to help support me with your energy, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. it's an invitation to be supported with the energy, but really
0: I'm going directly to source for that conversation, Yeah. right? And, and you have, I like the word companions. <laughs> I was thinking that, and I'm glad you said it because I think that if we, Um, reframe or look at all of these entities and deities as either as messengers or as companions it kind of um, helps us move closer a little more easily to source and trust it a little bit more If that makes sense Mm. that makes total sense that's good that's so good um we kind of talked about it a little bit already but when we talk about Intuitive healing. What do you define intuitive healing as? So, to me, when I think about intuitive healing, it's the
1: willingness mm-hmm. to connect with your own inner knowing, to have faith and trust and listen to whatever you perceive to be greater than you. And you know, for some people, that may, might be the energy of the earth, that might be the elements, and whatever it is that you perceive to be greater than you right? That is moving toward your good and trusting in that and tuning into self, like having that tune in toward the body. So if we pair that with example for yoga, Mm -hmm. I start every class with a body scan. And what we're doing in that body scan is we are noticing each level of our body. We're noticing the shoulders. Are our shoulders cranky? Is one side tighter than the other, right? So that's tuning the dial in to body awareness. Now I'm tuning into the awareness of how my body feels in this moment. And if we wanna go deeper now, we're gonna go into the emotional body and we're gonna tune into those things. So the willingness to have the awareness and to turn that dial inward, and then using your energy and your companions or your tools or techniques that you have learned and been equipped with, to promote the healing within yourself. Mm -hmm. It's about not only the trust and connection to source, but the willingness to be aware and to listen to the feedback that you get from your own physical
0: body and energy body. What you're saying is the healing is already present and you're tapping into it from within. Yes, the Mm -hmm. healing
1: is already available to you. Are you going to now tap in and be a, co-conspirator, co-participant in your healing, right? When we just say, somebody else heal me, right? And this is no knock whatsoever to doctors or medicine or anything like that. right? But when we put all our eggs in that basket, all of our faith in someone else to heal us, I think that's disempowering. We need to remember that we are living this experience in our bodies. How can we then cooperate with whatever other support systems and sometimes maybe that's medicine right Mm -hmm. that is working toward our healing how can we empower that how can we connect to that and help to even speed that up right and that takes it takes work it's not it's not magic it's not woo it's not mystical it's it's work and it's dedication Mm -hmm. and that really comes from self-love
0: Yeah. Definitely. Um, I I definitely agree with you that it's work, but it doesn't have to feel like it's efforting. You know what I'm saying? Like it's going to feel uncomfortable at the start, but it doesn't have to be this, this, this striving all the time. Like I think honestly, uh, a wounded masculine where you're overworked, you're burned out. I think that all of that causes (laughs) some of that need for healing and you know i can kind of see it both ways where it works against you but maybe you have been allowed to do all that efforting and striving and activity and pushing and pulling so that you can get yourself to a place of healing otherwise you might not have gotten there without um you know situations being aligned in order to put you there into a healing space and it is empowering when you learn techniques and tools and you learn from other people how to do this stuff yourself it's like and and I'm sure it's probably the same for you where you sought out an energy healer Mm -hmm. and then somebody influenced you or inspired you to learn how to do it on your own right so that you could take care of yourself like I'm all about taking care of self yes because I feel like that is going to be a a projection and a reflection of how you take care of other people Mm -hmm. right and I'm, and I'm, you know, just other people in your family, children in your life, people that you serve in your business, whatever the case may be, like everything is a projection of how you do or take care of, or how you think of yourself. And mm-hmm. when you are able to learn how to heal yourself, which is possible, yes. it is definitely possible. And you can do it with support. You don't have to be out here doing it on your own. You can do it with support. And when you learn how to do that, you do it more for other people, easily for other people, because you're practiced on doing it your own to, to, with yourself. Mm-hmm.
1: I agree. And I you know, want to touch on the question you have. Does it always have to feel like work? Does it always have to feel like striving? And it's like a good news, bad news situation. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be the work when you're healing, right? They, they, think about healing. That means there's an injury somewhere right yeah. there's something that needs to be worked on so there is going to be the hard part and to me that hard part really lives in the third eye in the awareness right the hard part is admitting that something is not okay and having that awareness can trigger feelings where then you begin to feel like oh i didn't want to i didn't want to look at that i didn't want to see that so it requires a measure of courage as well to look at those things and say the next part, the part that begins to invite ease and surrender is, how can I work on that? How can mm-hmm. I be a better version of myself? And then you have to allow it. You absolutely must allow it. And the allowing happens in in the quieter moments. It really does. That's where you really are holding space for that mind and body healing if we think about even meditation like this this is comes from my yoga teaching too meditation triggers the parasympathetic nervous system and we let the body begin to relax so the body can go into repair mode Mm. and it works the same for your spirit too like your spiritual energy and your uh the flow of emotional energy in your body so Yeah. Good news, bad news. There's always going to be hard work and the, that striving piece in the middle. And the striving is all about self-awareness and Mm -hmm. discovery so that you can see what
0: you have to change. And then you allow. Mm. I find that the, the peace between, or the space between the awareness and the allowing is the hardest part for me personally, Mm -hmm. where you you you've discovered the wound. You you know something ain't all right. Something's mm-hmm. fucked up. And but you don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. You don't know what the answer is and it's like I don't know what to do. And and honestly, I'm a, I'm going to have a a real uh candid moment with y'all like 2 days ago from this recording. I stood at my sink washing dishes and just looked at my husband and said, "I don't know what's happening to me." Mm. I don't know what's happening to me. Things are changing. Things don't feel bright and cheery and energetic. And something's off and I don't know what it is. Something something has happened to me and I don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. And I just I wept. I wept for myself, I I think. I wept because I had to release and let go of trying to know. Mm -hmm. and just and I had to just be in the awareness that something is off and that's all I know right now yes and sometimes that's all you need to know because you gotta at some point you gotta take your hands off of it Mm -hmm. and just be open and ready to receive further instructions yes and that might mean you're gonna be in in uncomfortable for a little while
1: yes this is like so this reminds me of the way that I teach people who have who are um overcoming any religious training or conditioning so i'm going to use a word here prayer so Mm -hmm. i say this is what i believe prayer is the talking piece god life is hard right now i don't know what to do show me the way send me the answers right we've put out the petition and you can change sub god for universe right we just say out to the universe universe what's happening in my life I need some direction I need some guidance and I teach that meditation is the listening that's when you just get quiet hush your mouth shut your lips so that your mind calm down and just allow allow for that guidance to be given to you if we're so busy even even if we're not saying with our mouth the mind chatter is going because we're asking all the questions and we want to know and we want to know right now because this discomfort feels real icky If we stay in that space, we're never going to be quiet enough to listen and to receive the guidance. And the guidance shows up for us as inner knowing for people like you and I with psychic abilities, we might hear it. We might see it clearly in our mind's eye. We might even see a visual representation of it. But if we never step back and get quiet, we're never going to see it.
0: Mm. You got to get quiet. You, you got, you, you have to get quiet and, and for people who are, cause I can hear somebody out in, in the human network saying, "What? Well, how do I get quiet? I can't just sit quietly. Well, getting quiet might look like quit doing so damn much. Mm-hmm. Stop, stop raising your hand and signing up for stuff for whatever reason, like clear your plate, mm-hmm. get your environment quiet, calm your mind, like take four minutes before you fall asleep at night to do some breathing. yeah, deep breathing. Like I don't I want to give you know people you know too much to do to get quiet. Yes. But it's going to take you calming everything down and mm. and reducing what is on your plate. And, yeah. re- and kind of like put your energy in. Thank you.
1: Do less.
0: Do less. Do less. If you go
1: out for a walk in nature truly be on that walk in nature. Don't be thinking about your to-do list and what you got to do tomorrow and what's coming up after after you leave from the park that you, you know be in the experience. Experience nature. Smell the scents in the air, you know, feel the breeze on your face. Just that's getting quiet even though you're doing something. You're quieting all the other distractions and just being. It's it's part of that is practicing mindfulness, you know. And so it doesn't mean I'm going to turn the mind off because that's actually not possible. Yeah. It's about being intentional and doing less.
0: You know, take a consumption fast. Mm-hmm. Like Turn the TV off. Uh, you don't have to consume the news that's showing, that's repeating every hour starting at four o'clock. Mm-hmm. And that goes till 11. They they saying the same thing. They showing the same thing. Yes. Get off of Instagram. Stop scrolling Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, give TikTok a pause. Like you might need to reduce your, um, your follow list, like mm-hmm. reduce some of that stuff and back off off of some of this consumption. That's the other thing because, and, and this is coming up for me because I'm in this right now where it's, it's a lot of chatter and it's coming from a bunch of devices where I'm hearing a lot of people say a lot of different things and it's triggering that, um, that core wound in me that says I'm, I'm not doing enough. I'm not yeah. enough. Mm-hmm. You know, consumption fast is a good thing, whether it's for a day or a week or two, but, you you, you know, it's, it's a helpful thing to do. I want to switch gears real quick and talk a little bit about this very <laughs> exceptional and special gift that you have. You you read hawk patterns. Like mm-hmm. the, I, I have never in my life met somebody who can look at a hawk, and I guarantee you, this hawk out here that's living over here in these trees is going gonna squall at me mm-hmm. and then scream Any at me second now. Minute, any second. Now you read Hawk patterns. How what? do you weave and integrate that into your intuitive work? Talk to, I'm just so interested in this.
1: Let me share with you, girl. So here's where it began. So as I started my intuitive journey, you know, and the, uh, the the mind was open, the third eye, the crown is open. And I'm like, all right, we when we begin a spiritual awakening, there is this urgency. This happens across the board. Like, okay, what does this mean? I need to know what are my gifts? What am I supposed to be doing? Right. That urgency, it's, it's hyper stimulating. So once I kind of came down from that high, I just said, well, wh- what am I tuning into? What am I noticing? What—what What is drawing my attention? I truly thought that my path because of my ancestry and my culture mm-hmm. was to be in Santeria. So Santeria is a uh, comes from the culture of Puerto Rico. It's something that many people practice there. And my father was a priest, you know, we say it loosely, he was a santero in that, um, in that religion and that belief system. So I thought, oh, this must mean that's what I'm supposed to do, right? Okay, (laughs) great. Let's, let's do it. So I start researching the practices and really diving in. And I was like, This doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like me. Like I tried those shoes on, and they were giving me calluses. No, didn't work for me. It didn't feel like the right fit for me. But yet, I knew that there was something deeper than just like having awarenesses or clear senses, because I was being guided to connect with plants. I was being given plant knowledge that there's no way that I could know. And the hawk was really constantly calling to me. Every time I'd see a hawk, I'd just look at it and feel it just so in awe. And I I was like trying to figure out why this hawk was showing up for me. So I began training with a shaman, Mm -hmm. an amazing female shaman. And right away on my first journey, the red-tailed hawk showed up for me as my spirit animal. And it was that training and spending time with hawk energy that really strengthened my belief and my understanding of the hawk energy and the flight pattern of the hawk. It took a lot of time observing the way the hawk moves, everything from the turn of its head, the way the wings are spanned, the direction. Is it riding the wind? Is it cutting down? All of these things all meant different things. So I began applying that to myself and having the connection with the hawk. And it really got to this point of nurturing and development that I could go outside and call hawk energy and a hawk would appear. And it became really interesting because I, at that time I lived in a in a neighborhood, like in a subdivision, you don't really see hawks in a populated subdivision often. And it's not, I did not have a tree in my backyard. We had a whole, uh playground for the neighborhood in the backyard mm. no tree in the front yard I have like a little rose bush so why is this hawk like coming here so I knew that I was being trained by spirit along with my shaman trainer to understand the flight of the hawk and then I I and then people started coming to me without me asking for the people to come to me mm. so prime example I walk into a shop a shop owner who is intuitive herself and she you know it's like crystals and um cards and all kinds of divination tools in her shop and I was like Guy, I love this shop it's beautiful and then um she says I feel like I need to show you this picture and she shows me a picture of a hawk And I said, you know, interestingly enough, I read Hawk Flight Patterns. And she said, oh, my gosh, this is why you're in my store today. (laughs) So I'm just there to buy some rose quartz. And (laughs) an hour later, I read her whole uh, experience with the Hawk Energy. And, you know, it just is exactly like I read it. And it, you know, showed up exactly that way. So that's really about trust and surrender absolutely trust and surrender. I had to trust because I could have said, right. And me of 10 years ago would have said, that's bullshit. Why do you think you can understand what a hawk's flight pattern is saying to you? Like who does that? But I had to let all of that conditioning go and say, I'm being shown this for a reason. How can I help myself and seek guidance first and understand Mm -hmm. the guidance that spirit is sending to me through this hawk? How can I understand that and allow that to inform me? And then as I really nurtured that, and I did that for a year and a half before I even shared that with other people. And then, you know, it shows up. How can I help others with with this gift?
0: Mm. Mm -hmm. Fascinating. So fascinating. I'm telling you, I've never, you are are the first, you'll probably be the only one that I ever (laughs) meet in life who, who can do something like this. Now I'm, I'm curious is, is this, um, a, a gift that comes up in typical readings for you or like, do you visualize a hawk, or does it need to be a hawk that's actually flying in the air? How does, how does that work when people come to you for a reading or for any kind of intuitive healing?
1: So the hawk can really show up anyway. Of course, if it's live in front of you, that's to me, that's potent. Like we got a potent symbol, we got a potent message coming through. But then there are more subtle ways that hawk can come through in imagery, it can come through on a card, like if I'm doing an oracle reading for someone, it might come through in something they see. But I'll expand that to say, really, it's not just the hawk. The hawk trained me to understand science, to understand patterns, and to read deeper, to be able to decipher other messages. So messages that come in in different ways and through different means, a lot of them I receive in my psychic senses, Mm -hmm. and I see them and have to translate them into words that I can communicate to the person that I'm reading for.
0: See, that all speaks again to deepening the connection to, to, to God, whatever you want to call God to a higher source, to, to spirit, um, because they do, it it does send symbols and signs and, and, and for y'all who are one, it doesn't always have to be a hawk. It could be a bluebird. It could be a cloud form. It could be, it could be anything. And I think there's, if I recall there, um, I think there is some mention in the Bible that God will use anything. He, he used the burning bush. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he used people. He used dreams. God will use anything to communicate you. So you can't contain God or what, what or whatever you call God into a box. And you have to be open. And you have to, and, and key thing that you said is that you let go of your conditioning about. Mm-hmm who God is, how he operates, ways that he talks, and just be open because God, like he can come any kind of way. Yeah,
1: don't like, put don't put any reins, right? Don't don't mm-hmm. contain the energy. Like I'm gonna see if you it's gonna come in the way that the person can hear it and understand it best. Yeah. So to someone else like they might they might hate birds. Maybe they got bit by a bird. So certain. I was going to say that certainly a, a bird energy wouldn't come through but sometimes it will come through to challenge you to change your mind about your fears. So,
0: mm, there you go. So
1: that's like a, you know, kind of caveat that it could come through still, but it really will come in a way that will make sense to the person. Sometimes I receive guidance, I receive imagery, I hear things that I have I it, that makes no sense to me, to me. But once I say it to the person, I can see immediately the understanding that they have in the words that I've spoken or the message that I've conveyed because I can see it in their face. And a lot of times it's in tears in their eyes. Like I'll never forget the time that I, I don't, I'm Hispanic. I speak Spanish, but I could hear words in another language that sounded similar to Spanish, but didn't sound like Spanish exactly. Mm -hmm. So I said the words, which sounds like I'm just fumbling things out of my mouth. And it turns out it was Tagalog. And it was this person's mother who had passed away and things that she would say to him. And I was just like, mind blown,
0: mind blown. Mm. Listen, you can expect the unexpected. Yes. When you're dealing with intuition and spirit. So best thing to do is just be open Mm -hmm. and, and be open to receive it in any way that it comes. Pause, ask for guidance don't just bypass and skip over stuff y'all like we we are particles of god himself or herself for a reason and we have just as much um power and intention to create to destroy to to transform to to speak communicate on an esoteric level in any way shape or form you've got to be open have to be open that's it Last question, real quick, what share with us, what are some of the biggest misconceptions that you come across about intuitive healing?
1: So I think that the first misconception is that you have to be. I like what you said, like this is available to everyone, that you have to be some sort of image of a person or some sort of lifestyle of a person. And I can directly relate that to the way that social media conveys messaging about what people who are spiritual or intuitive should look like, right? (laughs) Which I think that for me is why I'm so conscious about what people see and it's authentic. It's me, the person you see there. If you were in a video chat with me, it's the same person you're going to get, right? And I'm just a real human being. So people think that it has to look a certain way, and it doesn't. It has to look a way that makes sense to you, and that feels right to you. Also, it is accessible to everyone. It is about tuning into your intuition, your own intuition. And if we want to get sciency about it, we know that human beings only access and use X percentage of their brain power. When you allow yourself and nurture and invite the ability to use more of that brain power, that's when intuition really kicks in when you can really nurture that connection to source. So I think that's the most common one. Like, I can't do that. That's not accessible to me. It is. You just have to be open-minded and willing because if you close your mind to that, then you are missing. You're missing. And, And just like you said, Roz, like God will send you message any kind of way any kind of way and you're going to keep getting the message until you listen and until you hear it and receive it right so that is probably number 1 on the list that I, it's that's not accessible to me I can't do that and the truth is that you absolutely can we all can yeah
0: we we all can we we all can learn to use our intuition we can all develop it it ain't just me it's not just marilys it's not just uh uh these famous psychic mediums out here that can, you know, connect and get data and information and insight and guidance and wisdom. You can do this on an everyday level. Mm -hmm. I can show you.
1: Yes. I want to say this. Yes. But let me put this out there because this Mm -hmm. is a super important thing that I think people miss, overlook, or don't even pay attention to yet. People are being victimized. Just Raza and I just happen to be really good human beings, right? So <laughs> we're coming from that space of light and kindness and love, and truly the that servant leadership, the intention to help others become better versions of themselves. But just like Yin and yang, good and bad exists, so there are people who are able to tap into this energy and are using it in a negative way. They are creating disempowerment. They are nurturing disempowerment and creating this uh kind of dependency, codependency that is not healthy. We need to, I think that it is our sole mission to, it's my sole mission, and I'm sure you would say, Roz too, with your gifts to to help other people with these gifts and not create this. Um, dynamic that is unhealthy. So please, if if you take nothing else from this conversation that you heard today, don't trust anyone who jumps in your inbox and tells you that they've got a spiritual message for you. That they have heard from somewhere, they have to deliver something to you and they're going to ask you, can I offer you a reading? Please say no. Because what really they're saying is, do you give me permission to access your energy? No one should be able to access your energy without permission. The minute you say, yeah, what do you have to say you've given them access, right? So please be really discerning. A true practitioner, a, a person who works with integrity like Roz and I do, we're never going to hit you up in your inbox and say, I have something to tell you. It's different if you have a personal relationship with this with someone. Like I might say, Roz, girl, you came to me in a dream. And I think I need to share this message with you. That's different. We have a personal relationship, but some rando that jumps in your DM, that's not it. Mm-mm.
0: That is not it. Do you agree, Roz? Uh 100, 1,000%. 1, mm-hmm. Wholeheartedly, completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I can't even believe the unmitigated gall of people doing this mm-hmm. kind of stuff, shamming people, trying yes. to prey on people. I, listen, and, and another thing, if y'all, if if anybody is out here posing as me or as Merrillist, y'all need to let us know with yes. quickness, because we don't we don't do that. That's not like we got to answer for that. And I don't want to have to answer for something like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That just ain't how we roll. So thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you yes. for putting that out there. Thank you for saying that, because people need to be more aware that that's not how. um uh people who share light or do energy work or intuitive healing, Mm -hmm. coaching, all all of that stuff. That's not, that's not acting in integrity and that's not how we, we we do things. So thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. So listen, before we wrap up, can you share with us uh, a couple of your offerings and how people can connect with you after the show? I sure can.
1: So you can connect with me on Instagram or Facebook at empowered energy underscore. So that little underscore, I don't know why I threw it in there because it's tricky, but it's in there, empowered energy underscore. You will find me there. Even if you typed in my name, you would find me. There aren't very many people named Marilis out here. So you'll find me in that way. So some of the things uh, that my offerings, we can work together. I offer virtual Reiki sessions. So Reiki is the energy of source. And that transcends time and space, so it doesn't matter where you are, I work with people in Australia, people in the Middle East, anywhere you are we can work together. And that's your energy clearing and balancing. I offer intuitive readings, including when it's called for, uh, my mediumship abilities will kick in if, you know, someone wants to show up and say, hey, we'll, we'll let them in the door. So I offer intuitive readings. And what I'm really excited about is I am offering curated private retreats. So this is for individuals or small groups where we work together to create a retreat that is designed to uplift and empower you and support you on your goals. So this is no two are alike. It's specifically curated for the person and down from the location to the activities that we do to the food we eat. So those are the things I'm really excited about. And yeah, I'd love for you to connect with me. You can also email me at empoweredenergy.com me at gmail.com my website is
0: www.empoweredenergy.me yes yes for all the information i love it thank you so much Marilis. thank you thank you thank you for this wonderful conversation i really appreciate your presence being here being with us on the podcast today and y'all that's that's all we have for you today and let me say this before we get out of here Intuition is real, y'all. And intuitive healing around your energy, your thoughts and your emotion is real too, okay? So I encourage you, do all you can to nurture and heal yourself so that you can live a life that feels whole. Like you are already are whole, but maybe you don't feel whole. So do all you can to heal so that you can experience the feeling of wholeness and things that are satisfying to you, Mm -hmm. right? yes again don't forget to check out the info in the show description for all my offerings and all of uh, merrillist's offerings and ways to connect with both of us and as well how and how you can connect with uh, merrillist as well so thank you guys for listening and we'll talk to you next time hey. Bye. hey and thanks so much for hanging in there with me all the way to the end of the podcast I hope you got lots of value from today's episode and feel more empowered and more inspired than you did before. If you enjoyed this episode as much as I did doing it, then share it with somebody that might resonate with you. Also, I would really appreciate it if you could leave me a five-star review to help me get the word out about the show. And if at any point you have questions or topics you want me to riff about, as you can see I like to talk, then I invite you to get on my social media platforms and just message me. And if you're feeling the nudge to work with me, then check out my offerings on my website. Everything you need to connect with me is in the show notes. So until next time, be empowered.